0: You're listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast with me, your host, Sandra Garlick. A podcast where I chat to women in business who share their knowledge and their business journey, including their top tips, especially for you. But not only that, you'll hear their inspirational stories too the real authentic version, because life and business is actually a roller coaster. I'm the founder of Woman Who, and I help you to power up your personal brand and get visible. I teach you the simple steps to get where you want to be. I help you to find your story and create the opportunities for you to share it confidently on stage, in print, and in other media. I'm delighted to bring this podcast to you each week to inspire and motivate you so that you can achieve in the future. I'll be sharing my knowledge, insights and stories too. Enjoy this week's podcast. Woman Who Chat is sponsored by Grow Radio. Grow Radio is an online radio station dedicated to bringing you a different podcast on the hour, every hour. I'm proud that Woman Who Chat is played on Grow Radio every Tuesday at 3pm and Friday at 8am and to be part of their podcasting community. If you want to listen to the station, explore their shows, get your podcast onto Grow Radio and check out many of the blogs to improve your podcasting skills. So head over to growradio.uk today. Welcome to Woman Who Chat. And today I'm speaking with Rachel Collar of House of HR. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you on here. Let's find out a little bit more about you and what you do first. Just tell us what you do right now.
1: Gosh, what I do right now. So I'm running the House of HR, my own business that I launched um, about 18 months ago. So looking now after now, at SMEs and startup
0: businesses and all things people. It's uh, interesting you said that you started 18 months ago. We were sort of just coming out of a pandemic. You know, it's probably not the greatest time heading towards a recession. How challenging was that for you? Gosh, I think yeah, because it was, well, even networking
1: was still online when I launched my business. And I think it was one of those things that I just thought if I don't do it now, I think I'd found excuses for the last 10 years of why not to do it. So I kind of thought, well, why not do it now in the midst of everything? Thinking, actually, businesses might need me more than now they've ever needed HR support. So that was really kind of the thinking behind it. But the real, the real trigger to all of the the journey really was that six months prior to me launching the business, my husband had a heart attack, and he's absolutely fine now. Must get that in first. But it really sent me on this whole trigger of what. What's life about? What's my purpose? What am I doing here? How do I do it? I absolutely love what I do. I've never done anything since my degree through leaving university. My career has always been in HR. So I love what I do. I just think I just didn't love the way I was doing it. I wanted that ability to have more flexibility, spend more time with my husband, do things I enjoy, do a lot more volunteering. And I just thought if I don't do it now... I'm never going to do it. So it was almost that trigger of a actually a big life changing event to happen. And it made me realise that I needed to change things quite drastically in my life.
0: And it's a shame that sometimes we we need those life events, we need those things to happen to make yeah. us realise and appreciate what we've got or what we, we need around yeah. us and what we need to do. I'm so pleased to hear that your husband's okay. Yeah. And, you know, it, it to be sort of looking after your husband and, and making sure that he's okay but also you know starting a new business that's quite a lot of things to juggle so do you think you're the sort of person that's really organized and can juggle more than one thing or you just love taking on new projects? Oh I, do you know what even now to this very day I have people say
1: how do you do all that you do and I'm just one of these people I love to be super busy so as well as running my own business, launching a second brand earlier this year, as well as doing voluntary, I'm a trustee at our local food bank. I sit on the um, non-executive director board for our local Chamber of Commerce. Um, and I do other different charity work behind the scenes with different organisations. I just love being busy. I help run a couple of networking events as well. And I'm sure there's lots more that I've forgotten about that I've gotten to add to the list. And I just think it's, if you have got that passion and that drive, you just make it happen. And sometimes maybe your detriment at times, but I just feel that I've been able to drive that energy in different ways and things that I've really loved and enjoyed rather than someone telling me I've got to do it. I'm choosing to do these things myself.
0: I'm delighted to announce that the Woman Who Achieves Solopreneur Awards 2023 are open for entry. A solopreneur is a woman in business who works on her own as a sole trader or sole director. All the information you need and the entry form is on the Woman Who website. Celebrate your achievements and enter the Woman Who Achieves Solopreneur Awards 2023 today at womanwho.co.uk. Now back to the podcast. the beauty of being self-employed it was what triggered me to my first uh, foray into self-employment and I think you know your own boss it's very hard starting out on your own Mm -hmm. because you know you have that support around you and and the office and all the the accounts department the IT department and everything and then suddenly it's just you so how do you cope with that you know just sort of you know on your own and making those decisions for yourself yeah I think that
1: transition was was hard, but hopefully not as hard as I thought it'd be because I think having worked through the pandemic in the corporate world and having to work at home and not being around necessarily all those resources all of the time, I think that kind of helped with that transition to some degree. But it was almost, I needed to start networking really quickly to create what I now call my little black book of what I had in the corporate world. So there's IT, the marketing and the financial people. I needed those, but in this world and very, very quickly, especially finance, I
0: know, (laughs) it's. HR and employment law was my background as well. And, you know, sometimes when you've got that analytical brain and you start when you come to the figures, you think, oh, God, I need some help there. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> with what What's on the horizon? What, what are you sort of working on at the moment? I, I love, by the way, I looked at your website and I absolutely love the fact you call yourself the interior designer of HR and that everything you do is placed in rooms. Well, what made you come up with that? How did you come up with that?
1: So I suppose everyone has that
0: journey of what you call your business
1: and it's the fun part as well of starting up a business and before so while I was in the corporate world I was working three months notice so I had three months to keep researching companies names I'd look at the dot-com it was gone I'd go and company's house it'd been registered so I actually wanted house H-A-U-S-E but a Belgium company had the dot-com so I was out for a walk one day, one of my daily walks, and I was listening to a podcast, a business podcast, can't remember which one, um, but it's mentioned about the success of Lady Gaga and her house of laboratories, her uh, makeup business in the house of Gaga. It's about H-A-U-S. So I literally went back home, searched the dot com. It hadn't been taken. Went on company's house hadn't been taken. So I just thought, good enough for Lady Gaga, good enough for me. So that was kind of the concept of a Building the foundations in the business, getting your things right, like your policies, contract, handbooks, that lovely stuff. But then the rooms, elements of not every client will want all the services I can offer. And it may be they just want me to help with kind of their development or their well-being program or just their recruitments. The idea was they could kind of pick from different rooms. They wouldn't have to have all of it.
0: I absolutely love networking and I'm hosting a Woman Who Live and Lunch in Birmingham on Friday the 22nd of September. You'll hear inspiring speakers, make great new connections and we'll also announce the finalists of the Woman Who Achieves Solopreneur Awards 2023. To book, simply visit womanwho.co.uk. Now back to the podcast. Absolutely love the concept. It's great. And I love the Lady Gaga story. Fantastic. So you're building up the business. You've been going 18 months. What's the goals? What's the aspirations in the future?
1: Ultimately, absolutely. Keep building House of HR, providing both retained and project support to SMEs and startup businesses. But also I was really, really lucky last year to win a business grant. That's enabled me to do my ILM seven in executive coaching. Because it's an unregulated industry, I wanted that accreditation. I'm about halfway through it at the moment. So in January, I launched my second brand, House of Coaching. So really focusing on executive leadership and career coaching. So it's part of my kind of development room in House of HR, but branching out. So it's for individuals, not just organizations, Suitable for SMEs, right up to corporate. So the ultimate goal will be to hopefully build that brand and be successful as, as House of HR has been.
0: Fantastic. I love the way you're so clear about where you're going and what you're doing. Sometimes we can get sort of with we've, we've taken on all these things. I've been there myself. We find, oh, I'll, I'll I'll volunteer for that, I'll do that, I'll sit on that board, I'm on that board. And then suddenly, wham, a curveball hits us from the side. Do you feel you're resilient enough and prepared enough for, you know, any curveball? Because you had a major curveball in your life before you set up your business. Do you think you're mm-hmm. well prepared now and well equipped because of that experience?
1: I'd like to say yes, but you just never know what might be thrown at you. It does test that. But I think that pushed my resilience to the absolute max. I th- I feel looking back on it, I was put it that all that, kind of on that road to burnout as it was without that then coming along. And it kind of turned everything upside down. Ultimately, I know where I can push my boundaries of what I can do physically and mentally. And I think I know the things I sometimes have to draw back on or the things I have to i have had to get stronger at saying no. And I think when I first started my business, I said yes to a lot of things. Yes to a lot of silly things that cost money, that time or gave away far too much freely at the beginning. So I've definitely become more resilient since running my business in learning to say no. And that's been hard.
0: It is hard. I mean, that that no, I quite often say no, not right now, but ask me again later if it's yeah. something I really want to do. A flat mm. no if it's something I definitely don't. But it, you're right. When you start a business, there's that temptation to have all those coffee meetings. And the worst ones, I think, are the ones where people say, oh, let's have a coffee. I'd love to pick your brain. What they really mm. mean is I'd like to know what, everything you do and I want it for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> and it's just learning to, to to say no and have those boundaries, isn't it? To, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's been absolutely fantastic chatting to you. I could chat for ages on this and I really want to invite you back to record another podcast and we'll talk about a particular topic. But for now, I'd love you to share a top tip or piece of advice with our audience.
1: Well, my top tip would be try everything once at least. Because I just think so many people give you advice when you're starting out about, oh, don't try this networking event. Don't do this. Try this marketing technique. If you don't try it, you're never going to know or get your own opinion. So I like to try everything at least once so I can then say, yes, I did try it and it's not for me or absolutely or not sure. I maybe need to try it a second time just to make sure.
0: That's a great top tip. I love that because actually you know what somebody else likes you might not like it's it's like flavors and and food and things you know somebody's you know this is great or don't touch that but you have to taste it yourself to find out if it's Mm -hmm. something that's to your palate and i think yeah you're right networking events or whatever it's exactly the same Mm -hmm. it's been fantastic speaking to you rachel uh that's rachel Collar, house of hr and we look forward to speaking to you again very soon
1: thank you sandra
0: Thank you for listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Join me next week for more inspiration, learning and top tips. In the meantime, visit womanwho.co.uk to find out how you can start your Woman Who journey or even feature on a future podcast. You can also join the Woman Who Achieves community on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. There, you'll get the opportunity to network, Find support and make new connections with over a thousand women in business. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's podcast. And if there are any topics you would like to hear, just get in touch with me, your host, Sandra Garlick.